there's this JAC thing that we have all been talking about, me and Eric Ryan and, and all the guys there, about maybe trying to do something this summer at the Youngstown Foundation Amphitheater where we try to reunite a bunch of old bands from the 80s like graphic pink, get yeah. that like like reunion shows, but not just one band. The Penn Ohio Backyard Bungalow Radio Show brought to you by G and J Fencing. I miss you too. I'm, I'm not as loud. Can you make me a little louder? I mean, so your volume is right. Okay, is, is that, that there? It? A little more? Sure. Hello? No, it didn't go up. Okay, it's this one. Oh, there we go. Ooh, there we go. I'm much better. Wait, just tiny bit. Okay. You like having yourself in your own head. Oh, I, I am always in my own head. As a matter of fact, I think my biggest problem is I'd like to hear myself in my own head <laughs> to the point where I don't pay attention to anything else around me. It's a tunnel vision that annoys the hell out of my wife. You and I actually have, yeah, we have the same mental conditioning. It's terrible. Well, you know what? I, I look at it a lot with the fact that I have been self-employed, the Simply Ed thing. Sure. I'm by myself. I go to my gig, I set up, and I'm in my own little world, and I do my show, and even though I'm in the public and on stage and performing and emceeing and doing everything I do. It's still me. I'm, it's all just me, 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 me. And that ego thing has driven me for years to the point where that's one of the reasons I think I became an a lot big part of my alcoholism and, you know, the recovery that I went through. It's, it's all ego. I completely understand ego. I, and it's like, and it makes you selfish so I, past relationships, my, my whole life is, is, is a testament to great attempts at failure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm not sure all of ours are. Oh, yeah. For me, it hits a little bit closer to home. But I have tried to explain this to people my whole life, and they misinterpret. It is ego, I guess. I, I don't know. I struggle with this all the time. But I've spent my entire life pretty much making a living being me. Yeah. Same thing. Exactly. What you're saying. And so it gets misinterpreted as being narcissistic or really egocentric. And yeah. I'm like the complete opposite of that. I am. I love this. I love a controlled environment. I love a studio. I love a microphone and I can focus my thoughts. And I guess there's an ability and people have enjoyed listening to me over the years. And so I've gotten comfortable with that. Right. Now I keep playing with the idea of adding video. And this sure. just frightens the living daylights out of me. Well, you're a handsome man. You won't, it has nothing, you, you won't look bad on video. It has <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with that as much as it is. It's a vulnerability thing. Okay. I just don't like it. It took me years to try and learn. Well, I, I think I've pretty much gotten pretty good at it, but to listen to my own voice because I do my own editing and then you have to look at, listen to yourself in like the third person. Right. You know, you have to separate yourself from the voice. Sure. Or the technique or whatever. And that took me the longest time to learn and to get over. And it's all based in insecurity. And now the idea of me getting used to seeing myself on a video, and it may never happen. I don't know. Well, it probably will. But. Well, I, I don't remember ever really being recorded. You've always wanted to do radio. Yeah. I know you have. Well, I know We've that. We've talked but, about it over the but years. But there's one thing to do it. I mean, I would love, I would have loved to have gotten involved in that. But I'm talking about where you do something and then you have to go back and listen to it i was scared oh, when we did our first podcast i was scared to death to listen to it because i know what my voice sounds like in my head but what does my voice sound like to everybody else and when i listened to our first podcast i got to hear what everyone else hears i so appreciate you saying that and being honest about it because that tends to be the experience every time i bring somebody in and sit them down and I knew you'd be a natural. I've known you. So I knew you would, there, this would, be, and this was also the perfect format for you and I to do this. Oh, absolutely. Um, over the years of my radio career, I have been 
it many times partner part partnerless. <laughs> True. And you start kicking around ideas because I, I like to work as a team and your name and your the idea of you coming up and working with me. And and I think you and I've talked about it a couple of times, but then the radio environment is its own thing. And I'm so glad that never happened. I'm I'm glad you never went down those roads. I'm glad that you're coming at this now this way. Uh, yeah, well, I'm happy I think to my, have you along. I I've always wanted to be in front of an audience. I mean, I did children's mm-hmm. theater as a, as a youth, and the public school I went to in Youngstown had a great theater program. Starting in like the fourth grade, I was the scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz, and then I was, you know, I got to sing Edelweiss in our Sound of Music production when I was in the fifth grade, and then my voice changed, and I lost my soprano, and this all started coming out. I was a dragon in fifth grade. Oh. And my dad, you know, being an art teacher and everything, made my costume. Oh, I bet you that was fantastic. And I remember the dragon head because it fit right over top of my head and it was bigger than my head and everything else. And <laughs> once I put that dragon, that tube over my head, but I knew that I was a dragon. That was the first time that I really ever, especially in public, did a character voice. Oh. And I was hooked. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, immediately started looking. Then, of course, Ray Stevens came along and stuff mm-hmm. like The Streak. And, I, I, you know, I loved doing that. They call him The Streak. Yeah, well, that's why I got hooked, because the first role I had in theater in the fourth grade was the Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz, and that is all. The best part, by yeah, the way. that's the perfect part the, for me. Yes, yeah. It was perfect. You are a I, she, she couldn't have cast me. Mrs. Misak, I had a big crush on her, by the way. I think that was when I first got my first boner. <laughs> you understand the name and what you just yeah, implied was, just it was all her. fits together it beautifully. Was, it was her. So I oh yeah, I had a big crush on her and she just adored me and she and I I I when you were in a group, a small public school, and there's only a limited amount of kids in your grade, there's only a few people that you're going to be able to pick out to be in a play. Right. And I was like, if you want to go back even farther, I in kindergarten, I, I'm not very coordinated. Kindergarten, I could not figure out how to skip. I could only gallop. So when we had a teach parent teacher day and, and we had to skip in a big circle as part of this little production our teacher did and Mrs. Adams on I remember all these people. I had to be the last person in the line because I t- couldn't skip, and it was it was heartbreaking, and <laughs> I it destroyed me. I, I I could see it. I mean, I couldn't get it. I could not figure out how to skip. Yep, I can do it now, but uh, it doesn't matter anymore. But then my mother teaches me how to read before first grade, so I go to first grade, and Mrs. Bradbury, my first grade teacher, she's trying to teach a room of 15, 20 kids how to read and like beginning reading stuff, and I'm and I'm sitting there going, and I'm like banging stuff out and throwing in. I I got so annoying to her because I knew the material already. I already knew how to read, and I was like the, the only kid in my class that knew how to read in 1967 or whatever. And I don't know why the other 15 or 20 kids in my class, their parents never taught them how to read, but my mother did. And so I got in so much trouble because I couldn't sit still because I knew all the material. My Mrs. Bradley, I got to sit in the back of the class for the whole year because I was so annoying. And then it just, that, that ball just rolled all the way through high school. I learned how to read very early. Same thing. Yeah. But but that's where it ended. I can't spell. Oh. I can't oh. math. Oh. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I struggle. I still I'm so count sorry. on fingers and toes. I know. Memorization. I would have never been a great actor yeah. unless it was improv. I can improv. I have some issues things. with memorization as well, but learning. I'd love to. I, I, I definitely had a hunger to learn. Somehow... I lost it around my senior year of high school. And I think a lot, and and they talk about trauma and how people, events in people's lives change them, oh God, astronomically. 
and I and I know that my parents, when my dad left my mom when I was 16-ish, junior year of high school, everything changed. All that drive that I had and all that, the, the fun, the, the great life that I had up until that moment, everything just shattered. Mm-hmm. And then I went down a different path where I didn't give a shit. And I started to make a lot of bad choices. But my talent or my abilities as an audio engineer and being kind of funny and not being afraid to be up in front of an audience kept me afloat enough that I didn't destroy my life and end up in a gutter. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, We've seen us at our best and we've seen each other. Ooh, we have, haven't we? You've really seen some bad sides of me. Oh, same side, same thing. I know. Same thing here. You know, it's funny because two things I wanted to open this show, this particular program and talking about number one is how much I appreciate you and I don't necessarily, we don't talk like 15 times a week. No. In fact, there's been periods of our life where we go through months and haven't spoken, but we just have that kind of friendship. And so months ago, I made a decision to drop my cell phone. I was just too connected. I'm way too connected with technology already, and especially at my age. And text messaging, something had to go. Sure. You know, so I made that decision. And everybody in the world has had a problem. Because <laughs> all of a sudden now, I'm not accessible. Well, right. I have a landline. Okay. And I love phone calls. Sure. And so when things are going on and things are happening in your life and things have to get rescheduled, when you actually take a moment out of your day to pick up the phone and call me, and then we have just a quick conversation, man, it's great. I, isn't I it? so don't miss texting. I know. Like I know. That. And I've had issues with other folks where I try to explain, it's really, really difficult for me to do business texting. That's really great for who, what, where, when, how, but when you, well, even how, I mean, really it, a text message and then a phone call is how you do things. Sure. So along those same lines, just before you got here, I got another call from a high school buddy of mine, Daryl. Now, Daryl, but I've talked about Daryl on this program before because I had mentioned, I actually mentioned his wife and I forgot to mention why well, I didn't mention Daryl. So it kind of reset the pecking order in his home. <laughs> so I wanted to, uh, I, not that I'm purposely making a point of mentioning Daryl by name, but I just want you to know that, that Daryl, you are now even in your home. There you go. But Daryl called me and I always appreciate it because he, he travels a bit for his work. And so if he has a moment or if I'm on his mind, he'll pick up the phone and I help kill a little bit of time while he's driving. But um, he just wanted to call and talk about the podcast. And first thing out of his mouth is he goes, okay, I, I want to know when's the next show with you and Ed? When are you? I said, oh, go, go bungalow radio. And he, he says, dude, I never in a million years thought that it would interest me. But he goes, especially when I'm driving, he goes, I miss it. He goes, one day I listened to all four of them, like four of them back to back. Oh, that was nice. And he goes, and I never thought, he goes, I don't know Ed from any, you know, anybody. And he goes, I've known you my whole life, but he just was very complimentary. He likes our conversations and finds you really, really interesting and in how very calming you are Ooh. in your presentation, how you, you speak and that you're a very centered person. <laughs> then I laughed. <laughs> centered? Well, you are. We, and we talked about our past. You should go to my OnlyFans page then. <laughs> mm, mama. Jeez, I don't even know I, about I, this. I lower my voice another octave is this, for is that this, one. Is this, is this some sort of is no. this, uh, coming out of, have you got an OnlyFans page? Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's all about elbow fetishes. <laughs> I have one elbow that's pointier than the other, and I like to sh- to compare them on camera. And it's mm, soothing. I'm sorry. No, I'm just okay. kidding. I wonder if I opened up a OnlyFans page and just read the phone book. I don't know. I wonder if. Wonder it what depends on who, how you decided to dress. No, I just just audio. 
It'd just be a curtain, maybe maybe cigarette smoke from behind a blue Ooh, background that okay. blacked out. All right, and just read the phone book. Well, yeah, but you, what you do is you just slide your foot out and just keep a couple of toes out and get those toe fetish people to subscribe. Are are there really many? old man toe fetishes there's I'm sure there the, the foot yeah i nah, i don't want to get into foot get fetish. into some of those no Asian. we can't talk about feet because my wife if i touch <laughs> my wife with my feet she loses her mind she hates feet and i love feet, feet and my wife fun. rubs me with her feet when we're laying in bed and like you like it oh yeah. god i love it and then if i try to do it there's get those things away from me so, yeah, but every, you know, to each his own, mm -hmm. to each his own. So anyway, Daryl wanted to know on our next show is, so here it is. And here it is. And we've already, several of the things that he and I were talking about have kind of, we've already kind of started alluding to. Hmm. Hmm. There's a lot of alluding. So I want to show you something. Okay. One of the things I want to start doing on this program every week, since I do the music podcast. Yes. Which is wonderful, by the way, and Thank people you. should listen to it because I, you, say you, that every, you well, you I appreciate you find it. these nuggets of local talent in like pit, between Pittsburgh and Cleveland and and even a little outside that area, but you find these nuggets of different styles of music that aren't appreciated in the genre of the Gen Zs with all their hip hop and Dua Lipa stuff. So I really, so when I sit here and visualize what my audience would be and, and the little bit of interaction that I have with people that are actually listening to it, it's really the late thirties in up crowd. Sure. Not to mention, I really want to go after that hip geriatric crowd. Hey, they're out there. <laughs> well, that's I mean, us. 60's the new 40, you know. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I, I know what my target is, but sure. I'm just going to keep. But this week, first of all, again, we've talked to a Big Rail Brewing. Big Rail Brewing over here in Grove City, we've got to go see. I'm so impressed with the amount of really cool shows that they're bringing, and they're getting ready to open up a building over there. I haven't been over since the fall, so I need to go check it out. But here's one. It's coming to Westside Bowl. So I've been following this group. They're from Russia. Oh, they're the ones that put the videos up on the screen oh, and, yeah. and do all this like old stuff. A lot of black and white. Messer Chumps. I see that. I saw the uh, ad on Facebook the other day. Of course, you you see you know my your my, deep Russian my, roots. What well, my <laughs> my crush on Betty Page? Oh, I oh yes, I've liked You're, Betty oh, Page since I was. I understand, young, and she's got that look. Oh my God, her hair and everything. Oh, but this show is so much fun. So it's that surf zombie, right? Gothic Billy, rock and roll stuff. Very nice. So that's my big pick of the shows right now. I think it's coming up uh, February 2nd, if I remember correctly. Probably ought to pull it up here and make sure I'm not giving out the wrong. One of these days, I'm going to get to West Side Bowl for a show. It's just so hard for me. I'm working six nights a week. And then now, it's just like there's all kinds of schedule changes and all kinds of other stuff. I was with a band that performed. Well, actually, it was Juvenile Characteristics that I've done on this show. Yes. I used to do sound for. And we did a show at West Side Bowl before covid in the basement yes uh, in that when, small room yeah yeah which was just an absolute blast yeah i like it down there because it's tight and you put 7500 people down there and it's like a little mini rock concert because everyone's shoulder to shoulder it's just people are getting sweaty and you know it's a low ceiling and it's it's just nice which brings me to this other um topic and that is he, 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 <sighs> Part of me wants to go out and see a lot of bands I'm promoting. I mean, that's all I'm basically doing. I'm using music as a way of promoting the Penn Ohio Valley. And sure. I, and, and basically this all stems from a root of after 40 years in radio, the one question, number one question I was always, or not even question, the number one comment that I always heard was, oh, there's nothing ever to do around here. And that is absolutely false. And so that's all I'm doing is picking out an area and playing music from all kinds of different venues and just trying to show people that 
hey, and and present it in a music format that's pleasing. Oh yeah, from Beachland Ballroom all the way down to Pittsburgh. There's tons of venues, Kent and Akron and Canton and Youngstown. Like Westside Bowl's doing amazing things with bringing in acts. They're like Cedars 2.0. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's fantastic. And well, my my two favorite venues right now in our immediate area are West Westside Bowl, and then that's kind of the alternative route right although they do a little bit of everything right and then you've got this whole americana scene that's going out here at this big rail brewing because they're bringing in touring and i mean really working great acts right by the way messer chups is coming to west side bowl it is february 2nd very nice so and i highly recommend that would be just a fun fun show absolutely i just don't have the energy to go out a whole bunch of nights. I, I, I'll pick a show. I'll, I'll pick an event here and there, and I'll go see it. Yeah, when's the last time you've been to one of my karaoke shows? Well, actually, <laughs> it, it's funny. <laughs> Beth Ann and I almost came to Tiger's Table. Oh, very nice. And the way it all worked out, I think it was best that we didn't. But maybe this next time, we, we I've been looking at it. Mm-hmm. She she likes to sing, so. Oh, I didn't know that. And she's got a nice voice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah I'll be back there good. the first Saturday in February. Mm-hmm. I'll be back. And then I've got my new Friday night show that I'm starting mm-hmm. in a week and a half. Okay. Well, so- actually, eight days now that I think about it. So we're going to dive into your karaoke world a minute. All right. In the meantime, though, finishing my thought. Oh, yeah. Because or I'll lose it, is I'd really like to find somebody or a couple that aren't necessarily partiers that want to go out and see shows and basically represent what we're doing here. That they could maybe work into a blog on oh, their own okay. and, some, and shoot some video. Right. And like the Messer Chup show, which I, I'm on, I probably, I want to go, I'd kind of like to go see that. But but say it's a show like that or something going on at Big Rail Brewing that I don't want to go to. I'd like to right. find another teammate. So in your travels and in your... I'll have to look into that. Think about it a little bit. I, I actually have a couple. I can probably discuss that with, depending on the, how their work schedules are going with their jobs. And, but I and, definitely know a couple that... You know, I, mean, or, I think Ashley would definitely be interested. I don't know about her partner. Or even a little band of... of you know, a few people right. that want to do this and be a, you know, and, and not to mention too, it'd be fun if they had a personality and want to have some fun and come in and sit down and actually talk with us right. about some of these things. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I'm going to, we're going to be going to some places. And there's the whole thing you and I are going to do because we're going to get geared up here before you know it and go out and do some things live. Do this show today. That I'm looking forward to. I've that got a lot of interest in that. I yes. don't know about midget wrestling yet. They <laughs> oh, everything's been going crazy with the rodeo, and they're busy as all get out. I understand. But, um, I'll let you know here, and not to mention too, it is a Friday night. That's I have right. the date wrong. Okay, ooh, but I'll let we'll you figure know. it out. So karaoke shows, yeah, you've had a lot going on. So you're getting ready to shift. You've been years and years and years at one of my favorite haunts over in Austin Town, and that is the Ice House. A lot of great years there. I've got a lot of stories about the Ice House. A lot of great years. And so this is going to be your last Friday night there. Yeah, it's it doesn't seem it hasn't been clicking for quite a while and it's we're not going to get into all the particulars of why and how this evolved, but I mean every a lot of the gigs that I had have had for like a more than 10 years at a time for one reason or another they run their course sure i mean irish bobs ran its course when the south side of youngstown started getting crappy right and we had a monday night one night where two girls got mugged walking to their car down hill on a dark street that they shouldn't have parked on anyway but then all the college kids stopped coming and irish bobs died within a month sir bentley's where i used to be at on wednesdays 25 years ago packed every wednesday to the gills people waiting in line to get in and then on a monday night i was there on wednesdays but on a monday night a couple gets out of their car to go inside to watch monday night football and they get mugged and they shoot the husband the wife's pregnant he dies and all they got was like maybe twenty dollars out of his wallet and then i that the sir bentley's went down the toilet in to in a week no one wanted wanted to go there you're the one that i want yeah. We just wanted to sing Grease tunes. I know. 
and, and so so every every gig has an an end story and our and ice house has its own end story that i like i said i don't want to get into but it's time to find some new blood and i did something crazy and i i I started putting out little feelers over the last two weeks to a number of bars, and I focused on the south side of Youngstown, where I got that was that was that was the roots of my karaoke show. You know what? Not, when I first started, hold that thought because I want you to continue. But you know what just occurred to me? What I haven't had a, a tour of, even though I worked there and lived there for years, I haven't been back and had a a real like tour of Youngstown and the area, our, our old haunts and what is going on, what's changed, what's gone downhill, what's coming back. I haven't done any of that no, you don't in probably to. 12, 14 years. You don't want to. You don't think? Well, I don't want to get in. I don't want to start knocking Youngstown, but it's it's like I know they are trying to revitalize downtown and they're doing a fantastic job trying to get more people downtown and they they've cleaned up downtown Youngstown with the help of the Youngstown Foundation Amphitheater and the mm-hmm. Cavelli Center and and bars that have opened down there and they you know they cleaned up Federal Street made it more of a walkway instead of a causeway for right. automobiles and they're doing incredible things and they do a lot of stuff in the summer to bring people downtown and festivals and in all the different eth- ethnic ethnicities ethnic God, I can't believe when I can't get a word right. That's all right. That's age. That's age. So, ethnicities. I'm not saying it right either. That's going to bother me for the next half hour. I'm going to I'm going to Google it, and they're going to make Siri pronounce it back to me. But the fringe areas, the outside areas of Youngstown, the 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 south side, the west side, the east side, where places where I got my start, Irish Bobs and and the Briars, and those areas have deteriorated to the point where some of those bars might still be open, but nobody wants to go there, just out of fear. Uh huh. And with and it's tough. Oh wait, we're gonna pronounce it. Here we go. Ethnicity. 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 ethnicity ethnicity thank you thank you very much very thank good. you collins okay ethnicity yeah well, they, they do all the italian fests and the the perception is things are just rocking and rolling it rib is fest, rib fest is doing great yeah the, yeah and yeah no no there's a lot of great things going on but i'm talking about the fringe areas like the where all the local bars were like on south avenue right, which is Lothian, which is leading in mahoning to- avenue and i mean i mean Westside Bowl does a great job. The, the the area where Westside Bowl is located is not one of the best parts of Youngstown. It's not the worst, but they have a very well lit parking lot. They well, do security. They they are doing all the things possible to make it make you feel safe when I, you want to go to that it, side of town. I've been there uh, several times, and, and it's every, great. And I yeah, and every time I'm over Westside Bowl, I feel safe. And that's one of the reasons I did what I did. I put out feelers to some bars that I know that are doing well on the south side of Youngstown. And I I, I contacted a few of them via Facebook and said, would you be interested in a Friday night karaoke show? I'm putting some feelers out. I'm currently at the Ice House and considering ending that run. And a bar got back to me. And the wildest thing of wildest things is it's, the, it's called T&J's Brick House. But for those of you out there that might be listening to this show that know me and know my past, that is the original. That used to be Toey's Tavern, where I for years, for years on Saturday nights, I did some Wednesdays there before I got my salty grog gig. But yeah, but it's Saturday nights at Toey's Tavern for years and years and years. Back in my crazy wild days, where uh, I I was looking at some pictures because that place I remember it used to be just the typical. Like it felt like a steelworker's bar. Yeah, a lot of linoleum. Yeah, and I looked at pictures. They've done a really nice job. They really it's updated beautiful it. inside. I'm looking forward to. You know, so I wonder if it's going to feel the same way, or no. will the environment? Well, completely no, it's going to no, it's going to be a lot different because first of all, where I'm going to be setting up is on the opposite side of the building. I used to oh, set okay. up in, in between the two bathrooms yeah. on the back of the room. Now I'm going to be at the front of where my back faces Midlothian, mm-hmm. and facing that facing the the bar and the bathroom now and so that's going to be big but it's just going to be the fact just pulling off of getting off of that exit of 680 coming up midlothian and pulling into that parking lot that's going to be shocking enough 
Because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to come flooding back. Speaking St- speaking of old karaoke stories, so Beth Ann and I here a couple of weeks ago decided we wanted a, a really good sub in the best place in western Pennsylvania, in Mercer County, to get the best submarine sandwich is to go to Sharp Soul PA and you go to Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Never heard of it, but thank you. Dude. Really? Trust me. It's been there forever. Okay. It's just outstanding. One of these days, one of your trips over here, we'll just, we'll do this and then we'll either go out. Well, yeah. That's what we should do is do yeah. a podcast and then leave from here and go over to okay. Lock, It's sure. not that far. Right. But anyway, we go walking in there and we do our orders and- I get down to the end to pay, and I look over in the corner, and I see three gentlemen sitting there, and I recognize them right away. And Gary's sitting there, and I waved at him, and he kind of looked at me and looked away, and then his brother Jeff said, Gary, I think that guy knows you or knows us. And then I walked over to the table, and I realized the other one was Chris, and it was all three of the Combine brothers. Oh, wow. And they were laughing because I guess just as I had walked up, they had just been having a conversation about karaoke in the old days of Combine Brothers. Oh, well, that, that was a big night. For that was when they back in first the day. opened up. Yeah, oh, yeah, that place was insane. Yeah. And those guys are just a hoot. So yeah, they, they there was a song on inside Lock, Stock, and Barrel, uh, "Knock on Wood." <laughs> and it reminded yeah. them of the karaoke days. And they wow. started, I wonder where Dane is. And I went, I and then you walk in. there I was. Jeez, that's So weird. I've kind of got the backstory on them. I explained to them what's going on with the podcast and everything. And they've already, I mean, immediately, they're like, we want to do it. We, sure. we want it. So I'm going to have them over. Oh, that'd one be of these fantastic. Days. Did you ever do combines? I did you never ever fill did. In? I, no, I never did, but I did go there. Once. I remember classic Craig. Craig mm-hmm. did. Yeah, Craig did it for a while. Yeah, but yeah, that was was never one of my. I was I was all Quaker steak and lube. Yeah, that was my. That was the 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 golden ticket. So you're 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 moving on and flashing back. Yeah, is what I put on weird like a full circle type thing. It's Mm kind of crazy. So yeah, I start there next Friday, ten to two. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be good. I, I'm feeling really good about it. Well, when you brought up Tiger's Table and you said that a lot of people from back in the day. Oh, my God. You want to talk out. about reminiscing. Yeah. There was a lot of reminiscing that first gig at the Tiger's Table. So I got a feeling the Toys ought to be the same. And they're probably and, get, and they're all all excited about me coming back to already. Get several singers that are going to come up and want to sing Grease. And, <laughs> you'll, and you'll find out that, you know, that you dated their grandmother back in the day. And they have that little simply Ed kind of hairdo. And well, I had a guy. I had a guy swinging show a golf club. Up, well, two weeks ago, I had a guy show up at JR's, who I haven't seen in decades, who used to come to my shows back when he was young. He was at JR's because his son was turning twenty one, and he turned twenty one at one of my karaoke shows. So he brought his son and all their friends and family out to JR's on a Tuesday for his twenty first birthday. And he came over and introduced his son to me. And I'm going, Why are you doing this to me? I go, This you, is really weird. Now you know what it feels like to be James Taylor. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not sure if everyone gets that, but I got it. Oh man. It was crazy. I know. It's, Dated their grandma and they're bringing me their great, great yeah. grandbabies to kiss. Yeah, but I had a girl uh, the other night show me a picture of her mom. My mom said she used to come to your shows at Toey's Tavern. I go, how funny is that? I'm going back to Toey's in two weeks. And yeah, she showed me a picture of her mom when she was younger. I said, I remember that girl. And this girl comes to my shows on a weekly basis. But her mom used to come to my shows. We've got to figure out a way to research this because you have to be the longest ongoing karaoke host in the continental United States. You just (laughs) have to be. I'm not talking about, you know, piano bars. I'm talking about the, the, the machine, the karaoke machine when it invaded this country. 1989, 1990. I wasn't the first to do it, but I. No, but you're the longest running. Yeah, I I have some kind of sick mental capacity to listen to off-key singing six days a week for 33 years. It's a beautiful thing. 
You don't know. I, I mean, I know we talk about this all the time, but it's just the joy of people. People have so much. It, it's the perfect form of entertainment. I mean, I'll say this till the day I die or the day I stop doing karaoke is it's the best form of entertainment because you get the people that can, can perform. They can do whatever they want, however they want. Nobody boos. Everyone's having a good time. And they scream at the great singers and they scream at the crappy singers too, because that person had the balls to come up and try to do funky Cole Medina. It's like, you know, and some, some people do go on to be on great television shows. You know, I, I, I guess I should just admit it or just out you now, but I mean, Trent Reznor wouldn't be who he is today if he hadn't been for simply at karaoke. What? No, no, Didn't no. Trent Reznor used to come, isn't that where he no. found his voice? No, I don't think so. No. Or was, was it was it Chrissy Hind? No, it wasn't them either. Stop it. Okay. Even though I did I did run sound for Trent Reznor <laughs> when he was in a band called The Urge back yeah. in the Youngstown arcade days. Ran across um, an old video of theirs on instagram a few weeks ago the urge the urge no way yeah with the guys all in the 80s clothes and like the pink jackets and the sleeves are up and everything and then the camera Mm. pans back into the corner where the keyboard player is and there's a dude in a black leather coat trent's black hair Mm. well there's this there's this idea floating around because my wife is involved with jac because she's the assistant manager of packer musical there's this jac thing that we have all been talking about me and eric ryan and and all the guys there about maybe trying to do something this summer at the Youngstown Foundation Amphitheater where we try to reunite a bunch of old bands from the 80s, like Graphic Pink, get yeah. that, like, like reunion shows, but not just one band, like a, a reunion reunion thing. I remember where you Link, had, the Link or, Brothers. Or, like, yeah, or a band like Link. Or, there was a great mm-hmm. funk band back in the early 80s too called Baby Brother. Oh God, baby brother. And there's, I mean, chain reaction. And that's the band I ran. The first band I ever ran sound for, they were one of the best funk disco bands in the area Yeah, back in 79, 80, 81, before I went to college. And of course the fabulous flashbacks. Well, yeah. Okay. never mind. No, never mind. (laughs) They, 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 no, we're talking, they've been doing reunion stuff. I'm talking, we are, we're talking about pulling nuggets out of, out of the, the golden kettle of coins that have been in this area that you, know, ha- you haven't it, heard. Almost How- to have like some sort of a nucleus of a band and be able to bring people back that were key. That, oh, that could be an idea Jack, too. Jack Riblet, who I knew back in the day, back in my radio career, is over there, Youngstown Music something yeah. on Facebook. Right. He's, he uh, does he a was lot. one of our karaoke singers. Yes, he, he used was. to come out. I think he used to do Hello, It's Hello, Me. Hello, It's Me. How, how do I remember this God, stuff? I totally remember it. But Jack that, is a, is just a wealth of oh absolutely knowledge unbelievable probably one of the best his Facebook page has got a list of every band that's ever been a, yeah. uh, performed in this area I've always Alpha, he's got it alphabetically listed and yeah he's always looking for people to add to it you know it's like a public yeah forum type thing special forces which I guess was more of a nineties band but still no yeah no but no there's a lot of them out there. So I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but who knows? Is that the idea that you were telling me about when you we oh, were talking? No. No? Oh, no. Oh, okay, no. Good. I, I was... no, the other, we can't talk about that okay. one because I don't want to jinx that one yet. I, I'm excited though. My yeah. mind is it's all a flutter with ideas of oh. what you could be up to. Oh, it's, it's something I've wanted to do for three years and okay. I, it's not a golf outing. It's not, I'm done with those. Those are, those are mentally and physically exhausting to pull off the next time we do a golf outing we put your name on it and we have somebody else do it and i just show up and golf you just show up oh that'd be great you know and then you hand out the awards that's great i'm all about that some of our old cd 106 golf outings were interesting we there can't. Were, there there were always there were always no. dancers, professional dancers. Why involved. you're going to actually bring that up on this podcast? Why about, not? It was part of my life. Oh my god! Yeah, professional dancers. Yeah, well, they yeah. were. They were. They were professional dance, professional entertainers. Yes, they were. Yeah, and they boy did they. They entertain. were appropriately placed at, a, at certain holes. 
Yes, and there were a lot of hole placements going on in that. Lots golf of hole outing. placements back oh, in those days. Lord. That, that's how you do a golf outing. Golf is sexy. <laughs> it was then. <laughs> Actually, I stayed as far away from that stuff. I really, I did. My poor Protestant parents, I was already putting them through enough. Yeah. So. I know. Very good. My friend Daryl still talks about me eating lube jelly on a bagel. Ooh. In my radio days. Okay. Yeah. Ugh. We used to have one of those spice of life people that used to come on the air with us and bring all their toys and trinkets I remember and stuff. them. Yeah. Yeah. I did like a, I was doing this, some stuff with them at the Salty Grog on Wednesday nights. We tried to do a ladies night where they set up a table. You understand. I was yeah. giving away dildos and vibrators during the show. Well, that was, was, that was, was, so it was fantastic. Do you, do you remember that was actually my creation? I did with the broadcast. I did that with uh, Y103. Right. I remember. And a hot one on one, we did working women's Wednesday. Yeah. And it would bring in a bring in a palm reader or mm-hmm. a, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Those were good times. Great times. We'll sidebar okay. later on the That's story fine. about the the battery operated cylindrical devices. Okay, we will. Sidebar. But anyway, my buddy Daryl still laughs because she was on the air with us one day and she had all these different, you know, flavored lubes okay and so i just squeezed the tube out on top of a bagel and ate it dana dana, dana. it's a tmi no way, way no. too much reminiscing no it's not it's not it's not i think it it's it's just like the guy in that infomercial that sprays that stuff in his mouth that's supposed to take away pet odors but it's all natural and it and sprays <laughs> it in his mouth i go what are you doing it's, wasn't that a Greek movie about you just spray? That's Windex. It's, well, it's Windex. <laughs> oh, did I get the evil eye? The, the Windex. I got the, win- the, pup- the Tentalophilus. Listen, look. that Windex thing goes back. That is not bullshit. That is a Greek thing. These old papoos back in the day thought Windex fixed everything. Spray it on a bug bite. Spray it on a, yeah. It's a disinfectant. Yeah, that, what, that, they that, did not make that up in that movie. It's not much different, I guess, than pouring, you know, red eye on a snake bite. There you go. Why not? I was explaining to Beth Ann the other day. I was hanging out with my buddy, the coroner, because you know I like to I like to wear that like a an accomplishment in my right. life. My my friend, the coroner, <laughs> and we were talking about somebody he knew had a cut. Okay. And what was the best way? And was the cut? They were sending pictures of the cut. Do I need to go get stitches? Sure. And I looked at the cut and I said, no, it's crazy glue. Right. Because I agree with you. Crazy totally. glue. And Beth Ann just complete. She goes, what? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm all about the crazy glue cut closing. I've stitched myself a couple of times and I've crazy glued myself. Oh, yeah. Way more than I can remember. I mean, I, I, when I used to be in my fanny pack days, back in my mm-hmm. sound engineering days, there was crazy glue. There, yeah, my little gig. Always have oh, yeah. crazy, crazy glue, glue in the gig bag. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Duct tape and a Sharpie. <laughs> I'm still that way. I, I think over on the tape, you look over there, you'll find duct tape and a Sharpie oh, right yeah. next to I, each other. Yeah, I, I, all the, the, for no reason. Same to this day. Yeah. I know. Always a Sharpie in the car. That's right. Always. Always. If not, just to sniff it for a few minutes. So karaoke shows now. So let's get back to where you are. So we still have our Tuesday nights at JR's. Yep. By the way, I've been keeping an eye on that little big band thing that they do once a month. Oh, my God. I've got to come over. They're amazing. Yeah. That big band thing they do the first Monday of every month from seven to nine. I haven't it's seen fantastic. And I haven't seen JR friend JR yeah, in forever. Who drums in every possible music genre known to man. Two he, of the greatest drummers that come out of Youngstown, him and Bernie Dressel. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, he's he's insane. Mm-hmm. He never stops working. He's drumming with so many different bands, I can't even keep him straight. Yeah. It's, Love, it's nuts. Talk about but he's so I mean, talented. The iconic a working musician. Oh, he he is. So JR karaoke on Tuesday nights. Wednesday night you're at the you're at Club Switch. Yep. This week you're doing a special Saturday night. That's going to be the 27th. Yeah, the, this Saturday in two days. Yeah, pop and, up at the old Club Switch. We're going to try Saturday night just will, for kicks and giggles. Yeah, and then so then Cracker Jacks on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, and then you start, which is going very well, by the way, on February second. You start the new gig. Yeah, my final night at the Ice House is this Friday. It's going to be sentimental. 
but I talked to I talked to the I talked to the manager there. We had she and Trish and I have known each other for years, and I had a long conversation with her on Tuesday, and she understood the reasons why I'm leaving, and she understood and wished me the best, and everything fell together the following day with the new gig because the feelers were out, and I didn't want to. I had I had a bunch of interest. I had three different bars actually contact me about my Friday. And this is the one I chose to go with on Wednesday. And I talked to her, the management there and Jennifer's uh, seems they're very excited. And that kind of enthusiasm is infectious. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Saturday nights now, you're still doing every other. Yep. Every other it double bogeys. And then I'm going to be the first Saturday of February. I'll be back at the tiger's table and then the other Saturday in February, I am taking off because that's when I'm going down to the Chocolate Wine and Whiskey Festival at Rivers Casino in Pittsburgh. So how's abstaining from Texas Hold'em been? I have not played poker yet. You're you're still I'm still off the po- I'm still on the poker wagon. So this this trip is still the brass ring. Oh yeah. You're on I, the merry go round going round and round. I will get- be pl- I am gonna play poker that night. <laughs> I've been putting quarters in a jar. I've <laughs> <laughs> been saving my loose change. <laughs> but yeah, I'm still on the poker wagon. I stopped in there the other day. Just, I was in the neighborhood. I had to go to the vape shop down the around the block. And I, I walked in there and they all looked at me and go, oh my God, where have you been? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, Love. did you get itchy? You know what? I think one of the, that's one of the reasons I wanted to walk in to see how itchy I would get. And I was very proud of myself because I I didn't get as itchy as I thought. I mean, it was still, you still feel that little rush when you hear the chips. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I did good. I hung out for about 20 minutes, bullshitted with some of the guys. There was a nice cash game going. And I knew most of the guys at the table because I played with them before. And, you know, I told, I told them the story about my car accident that I just had. You had a car accident? Yes. Okay. Let me look. Can yeah. I tell you very quick? No, right. you've got all the time okay. in the world. Uh, as you know, my wife is the assistant manager at Packard Music Hall. Last week. My friend's the coroner. There you go. And my, my, <laughs> if you remember the uh, R&B group Shy from the, uh, yes. and then Genuine. Oh, they yeah, perfor- Genuine, yes. They performed yes. at Packard last week. Yes. So I got a phone call from my wife while she was at work and said, listen, tomorrow we need someone to go pick up Shy at the Cleveland airport and you can use Joe's SUV, her bosses, because my van is not passenger appropriate. Dude, you're picking up Shy. Because I'm picking up Shy. Sure. My beat up Dodge Caravan is not Shy worthy. You need appropriate vehicle digs. Yeah. So I go, and the weather's kind of crappy, but I go, I pick up Shy. They're great. We have a fun, a blast bullshitting in the car on the way. I take them all the way to their hotel at the Hampton in front of the Eastwood Mall. I drop them off. Perfectly normal, lots of traffic. I drove great, got them there safely. And my wife texts me and says, Ed, can you stop at the house and let the dogs out before you bring Joe's car back and grab a battery for my vape? And because and, uh, I forgot to bring a backup. And I said, okay, so because I lived a mile, I live a mile from the Eastwood Mall. So I go up the hill, pull into my driveway. I go up my driveway, and you know, we had all that ice and snow mm-hmm. that last week. And my I did I didn't shovel my driveway because it was only about an inch or so of snow, and so I didn't care, just drive over it. And I come up to my top of my driveway, and it flattens out, and I go to hit the brakes on Joe's SUV, and I didn't realize there was that much ice underneath the patch of snow right at the end of my driveway, because I never parked there, because I just usually pull into my garage. So I hit that patch of ice, I hit the brakes, and the car slid and ran right into my basketball pole on my basketball hoop. Yeah, and it's permanent. It's it's a permanent. It's one of those four-inch thick right. cast yeah. metal and i basically destroyed his front end oh in my driveway and it's no longer shy appropriate it is not <laughs> another vehicle was used to take this him used. back to the airport were you the driver i was not <laughs> and probably will never be again 
let me give you, let me, I think I told this in like our first podcast, but I'm going to tell it again. My rock and roll chauffeur story. The Nyabingi in Youngstown back in the day. Remember that oh, yeah. back in the night? Absolutely. So I get into work to do our afternoon show. You know, by this time, Bob and Tom was on in the morning, I think, if I remember correctly, and we're doing our afternoon show. And what came up on our production list or whatever, who we were interviewing that day was Train. Okay. The band Train, Pat Monahan, and the band. And they're playing that evening at the Nyabingi. And so it's the afternoon show, and I had a specific time. Well, they charged me with taking the station van and going down and picking up the band to bring them back to the studio to perform whatever. Well, the song... What was the first song? Drops of Jupiter? Jupiter? Was it, no, it wasn't yeah. Drops of Jupiter. It was the... Hey, Soul Sister, Drive By, Shake Up Christmas 50 Ways. No, it was the one with ch- Chicken. I always remember in the... Meet Virginia. Oh, Meet it. Virginia. Okay. That was the first hit. So the first hit they had was Meet Virginia. And it had just dropped. And it had gone crazy. So they're actually about to get yanked off of the tour that they're doing and go to a whole new level. But I showed up that afternoon in the station van, the Wolf Wagon, and picked them up. And they come walking out, and I open up the side door. We have no other seats. <laughs> there was a driver's seat and a passenger seat. What? Yes. You picked that's up train in a me. cargo van? And I, I picked them up with the Wolf Wagon. It wasn't oh, a cargo van. Well, it was the Wolf Wagon. Okay. It had shag carpet in it. Well, please. I picked them up. They look at this. They do not want to get in it. I'm guys. I'm sorry. And it's like, well, can't you get another vehicle? And it's like, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm just doing my job. You know? Sure. They weren't happy, but they crawled in. They crawled in with a couple guitars and drum oh, cases. Jeez. Showed, drove back. To, drove to the radio station. They got on the air, did their interview, did meet Virginia, and it was great acoustic, you know, in the studio, one of those moments. And in between the interview, I'm standing out in the hallway at this point, and Pat Monahan, the lead singer, comes out and he says, Hey, can I talk to you just for a minute? Can I pull you aside? <laughs> he pulls me aside. He says, Listen, he goes, you know, we've been out here on the road and we're, we're working our butts off and, you know, it's dangerous and we're all serious about this. We're all trying to make a living and our song just dropped this week and we're really, really nervous. Is there any way, I'm not trying to be a dick, but is there any way you could get us a van with seats in it? <laughs> uh, I so, think that's an appropriate question. Nope. <laughs> Loaded them up and, we oh, took, and it had nothing to do with me. Right. I understand. I mean, that's, that's management's responsibility that's right but uh i remember they were good sports about it i would love after all these years i would love to have a conversation someday with pat monahan just to see i'm he has to remember that after oh he would have because it was the week the song dropped right he would have to remember that yeah that'd be great so there's my rock and roll show for story you you wrecked the vehicle Thank God they provide. weren't in it. Thank God they weren't in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Sounds great. I think we'll just uh, leave it here because Daryl has enjoyed listening to this program. Hi, Daryl. He never in a million years thought he would like listening to somebody talk about karaoke, but he's kind of reliving it all through us. Thanks for being a good listener. Yes. This is all for you, Daryl. God bless. Terry, leave him alone. <laughs> The Penn, Ohio Backyard Bungalow Radio Show, brought to you by G&J Fencing. <laughs> <laughs>